Hello and welcome to the Catherine Plano podcast. We have a new format of the show and it's broken up into four parts. Moments of All, where I share actionable tips, strategies and coaching models that you can implement in your daily life for massive improvements. Tips from my pen, where I share personal insights from my morning pages. The Paradigm Shift blogcast, where you can now listen to our monthly themed articles. And finally, Purposeful Conversations with our Radical Shift series, where we have honest chats with change instigators, compelling creators, and interesting humans who are breaking the cycle of convention and redefining success one mission at a time. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life. Now let's jump into your weekly dose of practical goodness. a very special lady for you, Brandon Bays, who is one of the most dynamic, inspirational and innovative teachers in the field of personal growth, self-development and cellular healing. She is best known for her radical transformative work in the fields of cellular healing, emotional well-being and spiritual awakening with extensive training and experience in the field of alternative healing and wholesome, healthy living. The powerful teachings of the journey were born from Brandon's own direct experience and healing journey from a large tumor in just six and a half weeks without drugs or surgery. Brandon is an authentic living example of her work, full of joy and energy, with a natural love and gratitude for life. She is a presence of grace a living expression of truth. Her open, candid honesty combined with her genuine compassion for the human condition and her relaxed, warm-hearted humor brings her teachings alive with insight, depth, humanity, and grace. She counts the greatest blessings in her life to be given the immense privilege of serving, awakening, and healing around the world. So it's time to enjoy this inspirational woman. So today we have the lovely Brandon Bays all the way from Greece. Welcome to Radical Shifts. Thank you. I'm delighted to be on this program. It sounds like a very exciting program that you're doing, Catherine. Oh, thank you. And you're the perfect person to be on this program as we were having a bit of a chat before we started filming is uh, a little bit about the journey. But before we get into it, we will always love to ask our special guest to tell us a little bit about your story. So Brandon, what does your story say? Well, my story, I mean, specifically about how the journey was born was Mm -hmm. it was born from my own direct experience from healing from a basketball sized tumor. And Part of the gift of that healing journey was I found a means, a method for all of us to undergo our own healing journeys and to get access to the cell memory stored inside and to go through a process of deep release and letting go and understanding and forgiveness so the body and being can heal. So 
my own journey of healing in six and a half weeks' time from a large tumor turned into a, an offering, really, to the world of a method where we can all undergo our own journeys of healing, both emotionally and physically. Mm, I, and I've actually experienced the journey with you when you were actually here in Sydney, not actually, I'm in Melbourne today, but in Sydney, and that was quite extraordinary. And I'd love to deep dive a little bit for our viewers, a little bit about the journey. What exactly is it? Because I know I've experienced it and it's really hard to contextualize it or put it into words, but it is very powerful. So if somebody was to ask you, Brandon, what is the journey about? What, what do, what, Will I experience in your workshop, for example? Well, one of the things, I feel like I need to give you a little background um, to the journey itself. One of the things that science found, and when I, I had the tumor in 1992, and at that time, there was a lot of uh, research going on in the field of cellular healing. And what medical science found is that when people feel a strong emotion and they repress it, it releases a biochemistry into the bloodstream, which will go to certain cell receptors and block them, rendering those cells incapable of communicating with the rest of the cells in the body. And if over time illness happens, it obviously happens where the cells are blocked. And conversely, what's also known to be true is when we feel our emotions very freely and openly like a child does, our cell receptors remain open. And so I knew that at that time, I was already in the natural health field. I'd been certified in just about every area of, of alternative health. And the last thing I ever expected to have happen was to develop a tumor. And it really set me reeling. And when I came out of that doctor's office, after she said to me, you're equivalent to six months pregnant with a tumor that's the size of a basketball, I had asked her, please, I need some time to at least try to heal it naturally. And she had said, well, you picked me because I practice integrative medicine. And if I thought you could heal naturally, that's the first route I'd go. I, you know, we attach this clinic here. We have... Uh, I prescribe herbs, I put people on cleanses, we have yoga, guided visualization, medical hypnosis. She said, if I thought acupuncture, if I thought you could go that route, that's the first route that I would recommend for you. And she said, but you are bleeding internally and your tumor has gotten so large, it's crushing your organs and has grown into your diaphragm. It's why you're breathing so shallowly. And she said, you need to have this tumor removed immediately. You need to get in the hospital today. You need to find out, is it benign? Is it, is it uh, you know, cancerous? But it's not going to matter what it is because it's, it's crushing your organs and you're bleeding internally. And she said, I can't even be the one to take it out. You're going to have to take whoever you can get. And I, I said, well, listen, I'm, I'm trained in medical hypnosis, in NLP, in uh, a master herbalist. I, 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 I'm a kinesiologist. And I went on and on, an iridologist. And I said, if through one of my, one of my you know, disciplines, I can get the bleeding to stop, how much time could you give me? And she said, well, if you could get the bleeding to stop, 
over the next three days, then I would give you an exactly a month's time to heal. But if you are not significantly healed, then you need to come back and let me do what I know how to do, which is to, you know, surgically remove it. And so I left her offices and quite a, uh, an unexpected and miraculous moment happened for me. I was holding my best friend's hand and, and we walked out of her offices and my heart was beating through the roof and my mind was going a million miles a, a minute. And, you know, I'd just gotten a very dire medical prognosis and you would have think with all my background, I would have taken that with some sort of calm. The truth was I was terrified for my life. And, and so my mind was just spinning out of control and my heart was thumping and I walked out of her offices and there was this mimosa tree in front of me. And it's a tree with golden blossoms. And when I stopped and looked up at this tree, it's like time stopped. And I was absolutely arrested by the beauty of this tree and in awe. And my mind that was going a million miles a minute, it started to wind down. And I had what is called a Sartori moment. It's a moment where time just stops. And my mind went silent. And out of nowhere came waves of gratitude. Gratitude just to see this beautiful tree, to smell of fragrance I hadn't smelled. And, you know, before when I was coming in, and as I looked at that tree, out of nowhere came a gut knowing that somehow I would be guided to heal. And even though I didn't know what, how that would be, because I was already living, breathing, doing everything I believed in. I, at that point, I was a you know, vegetarian. I lived on, I'd moved from New York City to California. I was teaching the Living Health Seminar for Tony Robbins. So teaching people how to breathe in a way that was oxygenating, how to eat food that was alkalinizing, on and on, practical ways. I'd been meditating since I was 19 years old in, in university, trained in all those alternative fields. And I'd been married at that point for 19 years, was feeling at, in, a, in a place in myself, very fulfilled, deeply in love, deeply blessed in my life. And so I, it seemed like I was doing everything right. It was working out, breathing all that fresh, fresh sea air, meditating every day and having done all that work on myself for over the 20 years. And so when my own tummy began to grow, I just didn't want to believe it was happening to me. It couldn't be happening after all, I was doing everything right. And so when I looked at that tree and I, I, my mind went completely still. Out of nowhere came this gut knowing I would be guided to heal. But I knew I was being invited to go beyond what was available at that point. Because I was always living, breathing, doing all of that. And I was so grateful for the work going on in the field of cellular healing. Where what science had discovered was that our cells all replicate at varying speeds. So for instance, if you have a suntan, which I have right now being in Greece, 
you're, have you ever noticed that your tan fades in about three weeks time? Or, you know, that's because the old cells slough off and they're replaced by new cells. Liver cells take six weeks. So the old die off and they're replaced by new in six weeks time. Eye cells are the ones that blow my mind. You know, it's less than two days. You will have an all new eyeball in less than 48 hours. In the internal eyeball will be all new. It was so hard for my mind to even conceive of that. Except that my mom, she had an eye operation where they slid her eye open, inserted a lens, put the flap back and put a patch on. And a day and a half later, not even two days, she can see clearly. That's how quickly the eye cells replicate. As a matter of fact, there won't even be a single molecule in your body a year from now that was here today. And so we know that the body is constantly regenerating. And Dr. Deepak Chopra at that time, he was not the guru that he's become today. He was a medical doctor, but he'd done a radical thing in the early 1990s. He decided that he would amass case studies of people who had healed without drugs or surgeries. Now, the reason this was so radical was because all of us, both in the orthodox medical field and in the natural field, we all of us had been focused on what are the symptoms that lead to ill health, that lead to death. So we were all focused on death, on failing. Chopra says we know enough about what makes us die. I want to know what makes us heal and he amassed these case studies together and of people who had healed without drugs or surgery. First, it was hundreds and then thousands. And he could find that there were only two qualities that people who healed had in common. One was that through some act of grace or spontaneous event, they actually got access to this that he called the infinite intelligence, the part of you that makes your heart beat and your eyes shine and your hair grow. This infinite love, this peace that is yourself. The second thing that they had in common is through some act of grace or spontaneous event, they actually got access to the cell memories. And we already know that when you feel a strong emotion and you repress it, it releases that biochemistry into the bloodstream, which will go to certain cell receptors blocking them and rendering those cells incapable of communicating with the rest of the cells. And then if illness happens, it happens there where the cells are blocked. And he found that, that he asked a question that no one else was asking at that time. He said, well, if the liver, for instance, is replicating in his all new liver every six weeks, why is it when you look at a, a, a liver can, riddled with cancer in January, why would it be riddled with cancer in June? Which was a really good question to ask. And what he postulated at that time, which has only subsequently been verified by people all over the world, including I know you're speaking with Bruce Lipton, is that stored inside the degenerative cell are these old repressed cell memories, these old emotional issues. And before that degenerative cell dies, it passes on its consciousness, its programming to the next cell generation. 
And so those who healed without drugs or surgery somehow got access to those cell memories. And if they went through a process of somehow releasing it, when the new cell generation was born, it was born devoid of that old consciousness, that old programming. Now, I knew all this. I not only studied cellular healing, I'd studied with Chopra. I'd actually seen the case studies with my own eyes. But I got to tell you something, Catherine. You can know all the science on the planet. You can understand about cellular healing. You can see the statistics and know it's humanly possible. But unless you have a method, it's no more than a bunch of very inspiring numbers and words on a piece of paper. And that's where I stood when I looked at that tree. And yet, there was this gut knowing that somehow I would be guided to discover what was inside that tumor. Now, I, I didn't know what to do at this point. And so I did everything I did know how to do. I went on a cleanse and 100% fresh and raw fruits and vegetables. I had colonics every other day, massages every other day, cranial visceral work. I had NLP work, medical, medical hypnosis. And I was three weeks into my healing journey. And my stomach was still taut, stretched like a rock and taut like a drum. And I was beginning to get scared. And so I called an oncologist friend of mine in Berkeley and I said, listen, I'm wanting to get to the emotional root cause of this tumor. Do you know anybody that can help me? And he said, well, I get a massage once a week uh, with a woman in Berkeley. And sometimes my emotional issues come up. And he said, why don't you go see her? It can't hurt. And so this is what happened. I was on this massage table. And you were asking, well, what are people going to learn? they're going to learn how to undergo the same method of healing that I underwent spontaneously on that massage table. And what happened is I was getting a massage and no one was speaking. And it was like my whole life just came crumbling around me because it's crashed in on me. And I thought, here I am in the health field. I'm certified in so many fields. I've done everything available that's out there at the cutting edge of the alternative health field. And I have failed. And I am an abject failure. And for once, I didn't try to reframe myself. I didn't try to think positively. I didn't try to turn it around. I didn't want to fight it. Something inside of me, Catherine, just... It just gave up. I just let go. And I stopped pushing away the emotions I didn't want to feel. And as I opened into this feeling of being an abject failure, I fell into a feeling of hopelessness and helplessness. A feeling of deep despair that like, you know what? I've tried everything that's out there that's available. Nothing has worked. I don't even know what questions to ask anymore. I don't even know what answers to seek anymore. And something inside of me, again, 
just gave up fighting and I let go and I surrendered and I just fell into a vast field of black nothingness. It was just a field of emptiness everywhere. And I was just resting in there and I didn't even fight this. And just very unexpectedly, like molecules of light started to come into the nothingness. Like uh, just a, a presence began to suffuse the nothingness. And it was like a feeling of innocence, of love, of peace. I couldn't define it. But it was bathing me. And I was resting in this unknown peace, this love, this light. And I'm still getting a massage. This is just all going on internally. And it's something spontaneous. And out of nowhere, after several minutes later, just resting in this ocean of presence, a prayer arose. Please, somehow guide me to uncover what's stored inside that tumor and to let it go. I didn't ex actually expect an answer, but in an unexpected moment, the answer came and I was pulled inside that tumor. And when I uncovered the cell memory that was there, I thought it cannot be the cell memory. You know, it's a, you know, obviously being a therapist in life, you know, I had a violent, abusive childhood. Obviously, I worked on that abuse, you know, issue my whole adult life. And my, my arrogant therapist thinking mind was saying, we know all about this issue. It is so handled. And that was what my arrogant thinking mind was saying. But my body and my soul were saying, you know what? You have got nothing to lose by facing this old memory and at least trying to release it. And so I ended up going through a process very much like any other process I've done my whole adult life to finish with this abuse issue. And I arrived at the same place of acceptance that I've been at for my adult life. And I asked the peace that was still bathing me, am I complete? And the simple word no arose in my awareness. And again, I was plunged into despair. And I thought, you know what? I don't believe this is even the right memory. And even if it is the right memory, I, I don't have a clue how to finish with this. And something inside of me just let go in this despair. And this is a key with journey work, is to welcome your emotions and to open and let them be into them. And I fell into that from the despair into this black nothingness again. And as I let go in that, again, this light, this peace was just flooding, suffusing everything. And I just lay there getting another massage, you know, still getting the massage. And, and again, another prayer rose unexpectedly out of nowhere. Please, 
how, how to complete. I didn't expect an answer, but unexpectedly, one came, the word forgiveness. Now immediately, my know-it-all thinking mind said, oh, what difference could forgiveness make? You, you, you've already come to a place of acceptance about your violent past. You're very compassionate about it, compassionate about it. And my mind was saying that. But my, again, my body and my heart were saying, you can't afford not to forgive. You've got nothing to lose by forgiving. And when I opened my heart to forgive, it hurt. Because you see, Catherine, like so many therapists, I created this whole identity of Brandon, the noble therapist who'd come to accept her violent past. And I had to step down off my self-made pedestal and face down 30 years of pride. Oh, dressed up as compassion. But I had to face down 30 years of pride and my blame game to finally to honestly open my heart and forgive wholeheartedly. And I did step down off my own self-made pedestal. And I did open my heart. And I forgave with every ounce of my being. And it was while I was forgiving that I realized that tumor had never been clinging to me, that I'd been clinging to it. And I realized that 30 years of blame dressed up as compassion and understanding was over. And of course, you know, the rest is history. Three and a half weeks later, I ended up in Cedar sinai Hospital and had 43 pictures taken and was pronounced textbook perfect clean. Ended up doing two more processes like that. Still the same thing before going in there. And so the journey is both about radical awakening into your own soul, into the infinite intelligence, which happened to me spontaneously. And at the journey intensive, what happens with you is you are, are guided to learn in a very gentle way, but in a very direct way, how to open down through the layers of your emotions and open into this place of stillness this place of love, of where you feel you are one with everything. And it's from that deepest level, the level of the soul, that you go on a journey inside your body and you uncover these old repressed cell memories. And you go through a very practical, step-by-step -step process of releasing, letting go, and also understanding what's happened to you in your life. And then ultimately forgiveness. And I do believe that something radical happens when you forgive. That's when you finally let go of the story. For me, up until that point, I've been carrying this bag on my shoulder, me and my story of abuse of childhood. But when I forgave, it's like I finally gave myself permission to let go that old baggage.
and to step into a baggage-free consciousness. So the journey was originally born from my own direct living experience. And from there, now, of course, 22 years later, it's been born out of working with people and seeing what works and also what doesn't work and developing and expanding and evolving the work to such a point where, as you were saying with me earlier, that you'd never been to a seminar or program where there had been such deep, profound, radical shift. And I replied to you that, that the journey is not for someone of casual interest. It's for people who really genuinely want to roll up their sleeves and dive into their own soul, uncover their own issues, clear their own blocks, and come to a place of peace and wholeness. And so, in a nutshell, you, in the journey, it's a three-day immersion in grace where you're going after your deepest issues and leaving in a place of being at peace. And my prayers, you leave in a place that's authentic for you, where you feel at home with yourself. And so long answer to a very short question. I know it just taken me back. And I think for our viewers, you know, I know for me, I didn't know what to expect. And I'd only read a little bit about it and heard a little bit about what you're talking about cell memories. And I was thinking, how can you tap into a cell memory? And, 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 you know, whereabouts is, am I going to be tapping into what part of my body, what's going to be coming up? So there was a little bit of fear around it, but I was so grateful to go through it because it actually, it was, you know, it could be just a pain in your knee and that could be the cellular block and you go into that pain and actually you do it's it's like you unpack the emotion and you fall deep and you keep unpacking it until you get to the point and I for myself some of the memory cells that came up for me was stuff that I thought that I had dealt with but right, to right. see other people really let go I'm talking about really let go I have never experienced that in my life and it was I was in awe to watch other people let go, like really let go. Yeah, yeah. And, and I do love the whole, um, I think for me, was the whole visualisation piece, uh, which was really powerful, the whole, you know, whatever came up for you at that time, whoever came up to you for, you know, I don't want to say too much because I want to leave it a bit of a mystery because I think it makes it more exciting when there's a bit of a mystery. But I love the whole <laughs> visualisation piece that was uh, part of the journey which is really big. And, and, and on that, Brandon, is that something you practice every day, your visualization piece? Do you know, um, the journey method, uh, what you learned in the journey intensive, you learned the emotional journey and the physical journey. And then you learned a lot of advanced skills to work with those very in-depth methods. But, you know, since designing the journey intensive, it's expanded and grown to such a degree that we're working on issues in business and abundance issues, issues with depression. You're, you're learning how to work with ego issues. And so it's issues of, of you know, how do you deal with someone who's in hospital and they're giving birth? And, and so it's really hugely expanded. And you really learn the foundational work. I think that's what you mean by the guided visualization mm. That you're calling the journey method and 
So with the journey itself, I know that there's more than one cell memory stored in this body. And I, in fact, get what I would call a designer process, which you've not yet gotten to, uh, which is, you know, with the more advanced level work, I get a designer process, a journey process once a week when I'm on tour. And I never want to be so arrogant as to say I've got it all handled because I'm going to be a student of life till the day I die. Mm. And I have to say this every time. I think ahead of time, I'm, I know when I'm going to face and clear. And never once in the 22 years of offering the journey has it been what I thought it was going to be. I end up going someplace totally unexpectedly, facing an issue I'd completely forgotten about. Uh, I can't even believe that I can remember it now. <laughs> Clearing it and, and coming to such a, a place of revelatory wholeness with that. And what I've noticed with my own journey process is, as I've cleared the veils, the blocks, the limitations from my own self, that more and more of this freedom is available to me, this love. And the journey is as much about opening into the infinite love of your soul, the freedom that is your own essence, as it is, it's known as much for awakening, as it is for healing emotionally and physically. I mean, obviously, the journey's famous where people, you know, heal from arthritis and they heal from um, multiple sclerosis and they heal from polio. I mean, all kinds of things. They heal from cancer and brain tumors and, you know, all sorts of physical things. And yet it's equally known for being a direct opening, a, du a method that gives you a direct realization of the infinite enlightened awareness that is your own soul. And most people, they go to masters, as I have been more privileged than I can say, to sit at the feet of masters, of gurus, of enlightened masters, and with a prayer that one day will be enlightened. And with the journey, I'm always saying, it's not about the external guru. It's about the internal guru. It's about finding that enlightened awareness in yourself and living the truth of that in your life in a truthful and authentic way. Not as a frou-frou, sort of airy-fairy, dreamy way, but in a very real way, living from the love, the truth that is yourself. And so it's known for helping you open into the infinite intelligence. And I actually don't know of any other method that does that in a direct way. People do it in an imaginary way. But with the journey, we've discovered that, that emotions are the gateway to your soul. And when you open and you don't fight them, you will go down various deeper and deeper layers until you open into that nothingness, into that unknown place, the void. And when you really let go in that, that's when you will spontaneously, involuntarily, automatically open into that field of light into that field of love, that peace, that enlightened awareness that is your own self that you've been seeking your whole life. And it's not as an idea. It's not as an intellectual concept or formula. 
um, that you've heard outside yourself from some extraordinary teacher. It's a direct living experience of the infinite intelligence that is your own essence. And it's at that depth of level that you're undergoing all the journey work, no matter what method in the journey that you're using. And it's I believe the reason that the journey is so effective and will create such lasting shifts is, you know, over time, is because it's happening at the level of the infinite intelligence. It's not, it's not mind-body healing. It's letting the, the part of you that is capable of healing you, the huge divine healing potential that is your essence, reveal to you what needs facing and clearing in your life. And I would say when people come to the journey intensive, that about 85% of them don't have any physical issues. They come because they are seekers who want to clear whatever's blocking them in their lives. They want to clear what's holding them back in their businesses, in their relationships, in their creativity. They want to clear all those emotional blocks so that the natural divine potential that is all of our essence can live their life. And one of the things, and um, I'm sure that Bruce Lipton will probably even share this, is that when we are born, and science has found this to be true, we feel ourselves to be a field of oneness where we are, this that we are is permeating all of existence. As a matter of fact, when mother's hand comes before your eyes, the infant experience, mother's hand, is part of itself. It feels one with the whole universe. So the truth is we, all of us, came in as this enlightened awareness, as this field of infinite intelligence, as a field of love. But unfortunately, this field of love gets covered over with a series of emotional shutdowns. And it can be something very simple, like you're three years old and it's time to go to school and you're crying about something. And your mother says, come on, come on, dry your, dry your tears. We've got to get to kindergarten. And suddenly the child gets it. Oh, I'm not allowed to feel those emotions that have the tears. And an involuntary physical shutdown happens. And immediately that biochemistry is released, blocking the cell receptors. Now what happens is you start shutting down one emotion. You start shutting down all emotions. And layer upon layer of shutdown emotions happens. And then when we get to be adults, we cover this whole mess of all the blocks, the shutdowns, the limitations, the lies that we bought into, we cover it over with this hardened veneer of, of a, a mask that we present to the world. Where we're saying, I'm an adult, I'm reliable, I'm responsible, you can rely on me. And it's like this hardened mask that we present to the world. And with the journey, Life conspires so that you crack through that false identity. 
And you end up opening down through the emotional blocks, the shutdowns, the layers of the lies, until you end up opening into that that is the soul, that enlightened awareness that you came in as. And it's at that deepest level, at the level of the enlightened awareness, that the journey work happens. And so this is why the journey is as known, not just for emotional healing and physical healing, but for radical awakening in a truthful way, not in an imaginary way, not so that you're meditating or chanting to become peaceful, but a direct realization of your infinite nature. Not, it's not about a momentary experience of peace. It's about realizing that who you are is part of all of existence. You are one with all of that, not as an idea, but as a living experience. And so that's why when, when I'm in Melbourne and when I'm in the Gold Coast in early December, that people will be getting both this radical awakening to find the inner guru inside. Because I, I believe life gives us these cell memories so that our, can, our soul can learn our life lessons. And the journey just gives you a context, a method to really clear those life lessons and to learn what you're meant to learn from them. Mm, I love the fact that it's not just a physical thing. So I actually, um, I understand that you were saying that before it could be, a, a, it could be, you could work, you could do the journey for an abundance for improving your business, uh, depending on, I guess, what you've repressed over time, um, yeah. by doing the journey will help unpack or unblock those areas so that you can bring more abundance in your life or be more successful or, um, you know, tap into that greater part of ourselves. But I'd like yeah. to understand a little bit more about the ego. How does the journey okay. work with the ego part? Well, um, I give a, an eight-day retreat, but actually the beginners aren't allowed to come to yet. They, they go through the, the journey intensive, which is a, it's called an intensive because it's a real immersion in the work with the radical shifts that we talked about, very dynamic. And then they go from that to the manifest abundance retreat where they then will clear all their issues, self-worth issues around allowing abundance to come in a natural and conscious way into their life, in their abundance of relationships and with, with their health, in their businesses and in their creativity in all areas of life. We actually have blocks, but once you've cleared those blocks, to any worth issues that you have in any areas of abundance in your life. I always say then you're ready for the no ego retreat. And it's an eight day retreat where what is happening, you have to love truth more than you love your ego. And what I've discovered the ego is, is it's this false identity that all of us have taken up residence in unknowingly. We came in as pure enlightened awareness, as we spoke about earlier. And what happened was we, we felt ourselves be one with all of existence. And then there was contraction that happened into physical form. 
And when that contraction into physical form happened, I'm no longer, I am no longer love. I'm instead this little body and I need love. I need approval. I need acceptance. And we develop strategies to get that love. We're no longer this love, the vast love. We're this body. And so we make the mistake, I am the body. And if I am a body, then there's this fear that arises. And I have to learn how to protect this body. I have to, how, you know, it's a doggy dog world in a scary place. And so I have to learn how to control my external environment, control my internal environment. And then there, there is this fear that, uh, you know, I am this body and I don't understand what I need to do. So this reaching to the mind, I need to get the answers. I need to get the knowledge. I need to get the understanding. And so we develop strategies to keep ourselves safe, to get the love that we're seeking, and the um, understanding, book knowledge, life knowledge, you know, uh, experiential knowledge. And so what happens is we're trying to keep ourselves safe, and we do it by developing these strategies of avoiding getting hurt emotionally, physically, and mentally. And so at the No Ego Retreat, we start from the premise that who you are is already free. You are already this enlightened awareness. And all we're uncovering the whole eight days are these strategies that I'm speaking about. The way you set up this whole separate false identity with the intent journey style, as you've learned, of smashing through the whole false identity. And you leave feeling that the who you are, the truth of who you are, this authentic stillness, this freedom, this love, this being present, walks away from that seminar fully authentically as yourself. So the knowing the retreat is a huge retreat is a huge fire where you're facing down and, and journey style is never from what's outside. Everything is discovered from the inside. And so this is where I, why I say people have to love truth more than they love their ego because none of these strategies, I mean, the ego, this false identity is the source of all pain in our life. I mean, it's, it's what's caused you to feel separate from God, from life, from your loved ones. I mean, you're separate from yourself. So facing down this false identity, it's not a pleasant thing to see. I mean, I always say you can laugh your ego away as much as easy as you can cry it away, but there are no pretty egos. And so it really is for fierce lovers of truth. But it is a mistake, you know, people ask, well, why if I came in as enlightened awareness, you know, as oneness, why do I spend my whole life seeking to get back to it? And the reason you do is because of the ego and because of these layers of the blocks. And so at the No Ego Retreat, as you're, in your words, we unpack and we learn it from the inside out, the, the strategies, the unique ones that make us seem and appear so different to one another. And we face those down and clear them out and finish. And we realize those games, they never gave us anything. They never gave us who we are. They never kept us safe. 
They never made us feel loved. They never kept, uh, gave us all the intelligence and information and knowledge we were seeking. So none of the strategies worked. And it's one thing to know that from the outside, because you can read books, all kinds of books about the ego. It's another to discover it from the inside, because only then do you have the leverage to say, you know what? This crap, it gave me nothing but pain. And I'm now ready to finish with the whole game. And so that's what the No Ego Retreat is about. Mm, I love it. So talk us through the process, the different uh, retreats you have, because I know there's you've got Journey 1, you've got Journey 2, you've got quite a few, and then there's the Abundance yeah. 1 and the Ego. So talk us through the, all the difference that you've got available for our viewers. Okay. Well, once you've done the first Journey Intensive, that is the uh, immersion that you took in Sydney. And I'm I, that specifically in that particular one was focused on women, but you still got the same skills. You still got the emotional journey, the physical journey, and the advanced skills all in liberating the divine feminine context. You know, I'll also be giving a journey intensive in the Gold Coast where it's for all genders and from people from all walks of life. And they will learn that. Now, once you've gone through that immersion and you've really learned the foundational tools then from then on, we go deeper and we end up going into the abundance retreat, which then allows you go, to go into the no ego retreat, which I've just spoken about. And following that, you will go into the life transformation week, which is the journey practitioner program. And that is another eight day retreat, which is teaching you how to kind of, you'd be moved from being a a paint-by-number painter to a master painter. So we throw away all the, all, all the scripts. We throw away all the, the, um, all the methods and formulas that we've learned. And we dive into the infinite because at this point, now you've come to the, the practitioner's program once you've been to the No Ego Retreat and you are fully living in an immersion of, of truth, of love as yourself. And so we open into that, that presence and we open with someone else's soul and we're learning how to work with someone else's soul so that their soul can design the process. And we're just dipping in like a painter into various tools that we have, the hundreds of different methods and tools that we have so that their soul can have the deepest, most radical healing. And that's called the designer process. We'll also be undergoing something called the life um, purpose process. And we are learning how to go back through time, back into the womb, and then prior to having any physical form and opening into the soul and finding out why did this soul come in? What, why did I take up residence in a physical form? What was my soul meant to learn in this life? What am I meant to give to life? What is the purpose of my being here? And who am I? And I find that after people have done that radical process, that the whole life transformation week happens in the context of that. Because when you know who you are and why you're here, that purpose is living through you 
in every moment. And it's informing all the process work you're learning. And then the life transformation work, we're learning how to work with addictions, how to work with someone as they're going through the pregnancies process, how to work with people when they're already in hospital, how to work with, uh, you know, issues in your own life, with relationships, with children, with, uh, you know, trauma uh, that's happened, with abuse, with every, uh, you know, sexual abuse, physical abuse, you're actually learning how to really heal all that could take place in the human condition. And you're the guinea pig, you know, with all of our work, you're undergoing that process, you know, uh, three to four processes a day, learning by living it. And once you've gone through that, you can become a journey practitioner where you will uh, do a set number of case studies. I, mean, I would say about 60% of the people come just want to have their whole life transformed and healed. And about 40% actually want to become practitioners where they literally want to use the journey in their life in a professional way. And so that has is followed by, for those that wish to become training practitioners of business training of how to set up a, a conscious business practice, one in grace, and how to, how to really, and, you know, offer this work in a, in a practical and uh, conscious way. And so, yeah, so there's, that's, the, you know, there's all sorts of other retreats that we give uh, more advanced than that um, for people who've gone through. And I think the thing that moves me most is I first been giving the journey intensive in 1999 in, in uh, uh, Australia, in Sydney, Australia. And, you know, here we are in 2017. So we're 18 years later, but what moves me the most is when you go to a journey seminar, there's trainers there and those trainers have been with me. There's, there, those are people who have gone through the programs and who are so grateful for what's happened in their life that they want to give back. And we always have one trainer there for every two people processing. So, you know, at that journey intensive, we actually had more than that. When you were in uh, Sydney, we had uh, 70 trainers there. And I'm so moved that still after 18 years, People are coming back and back and back and deepening and deepening. And I think that's because the journey is a journey. It's not like you do one process and you're fixed for life. It's, it is a journey that is your life's journey. And so I always feel so blessed. I feel so graced by these beautiful beloveds who've been with us for 18 years and 16 years, 14 years, 10. I mean, if you haven't been for, with Journey for eight years, you're considered a newbie, you know, and uh, it's so wonderful that it's a beautiful embrace there in Australia. And it's because of that embrace and my great deep love of Australia that we're looking to get residency there. And it's where I pray that I will spend my last days of my life will be in Australia, which has become my home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and these people who are the beloveds who are coming and serving and creating the embrace at the seminars, they are my deepest friends and deepest beloveds. And, uh, so we have a beautiful, beautiful family there of support. And I'm sure in Melbourne, we'll be having a similar uh, kind of support. I'm giving me a journey intensive for women on the, um, the 8th through the 10th in December. And then I'm giving me 
um, the journey intensive for everybody uh, from the 1st to the 3rd of December. So you should feel free to come to either one. Uh, obviously, if you're a male and you're watching this, uh, the, the <laughs> journey intensive for women is not for you. So you'll need to go to the Gold Coast to take that. Yeah, I highly recommend it. And I love the way that you described the last time we spoke, I actually mentioned uh, Master Cha Kok Sui, who is no longer with us. He actually talks about Australia being the heart of the world. And I remember speaking to you some time ago when you actually, the way that you described the different states, the way you described Melbourne, Sydney and Queensland was so on the money. Do you remember how you described the state? <laughs> I don't remember the conversation, but I do know that in each of each of I experience a different, you know, character in each of the different states. And uh, for sure, you know, I remember when I went to Sydney, it, it, it felt to me when I first went there, she's a beautiful wedding cake. And it's a very celebrative kind of city, uh, city, you know. And when I went to Melbourne, it feels very European to me. I live in the UK and um, it felt, it feels like it's a, a very different character altogether. And uh, it's it's a more serious culture than the the Sydney siders, you know, and the Melburnians, uh, you know, they they're um, it's it's more of a I don't want to say intellectual penetrated, but they're more you know looking into seeing the truth of what's happening and uh, and also more culturally uh, you know uh, interested. And um, when I went up to the Gold Coast, they, they all they all seemed more hardy to me, and um, down to earth. You know, I, I you know they, we have a place called the Potteries here in Britain, and where people are real salt of the earth. You know, they're real down to the earth, and I love going up to the Gold Coast and up to Brizzy. You know, they're they're kind of practical, down to earth people. And so I've fallen in love with all the different flavors mm. of, uh, of, of, you know, all of Australia in Perth, a whole other kind of uh, consciousness in, in Perth. And they, they are too very down to earth, but also very skeptical, mm. you know, yeah. and they have to Prove it for themselves. It's got to be, you know, it's it, it, it's not true unless it's true for me. And um, in each place, I, I love it with the journey because I don't ask you to believe anything. I just say, go on your own journey. Find out what your truth is. Find out your answers. I can't possibly know what your answers are. And so uh, you need to find those for yourself, and I can't do that for you. And so I love it that the different states of um, Australia have such different character. I know when I went down to Adelaide, it seemed like a softer version mm. of Melbourne. You know, it's, it's got that very culturally uh, and, and, and many different skins, you know, like Melbourne has different cult countries like Greek and Italian and, and, and it has the, the, the very, it's like a melting pot mm. in, in Melbourne. And from when I first uh, went there, I'm from New York City originally. And I said, okay, this is, Melbourne's the closest one to New York City that I know because, you know, we're so multi-skinned, multi-religion, multi-culture. The, 
and it's a melting pot. And I love that. I love because I work in 48 countries in the world. I love working with the different skins and the different religions and the different cultures. And, uh, and I know that when I went to Adelaide, I thought I was very much softer, but it has a bit of that cultural feel of, of Melbourne, you know. Mm. So, yes, I'm, I'm in love. I'm absolutely besotted. And even after all these years, I've been coming to Australia. I, I, um, last year when I was in Byron Bay, and we, we used to have our offices in Byron Bay, and I always go back to Byron Bay for reasons I'm sure everyone in this, uh, that's listening to this can understand. I don't need to tell you why I love it. And um, I just thought this, this is the only place I come to in the world that nourishes me. You know, I feel that... I'm traveling 44 out of 53 weeks in a year. I'm on the road all the time. And I come to Byron Bay and the land feeds you. It's, it's the rainforest meeting the sea. The sea feeds you. The organic markets, all the spiritual people coming through so that I meet my colleagues in this field and we, we hang out together and, you know, like I'll have Mitten and Deva over for dinner and we'll be chanting all night with all the other beloveds that we know from Path of Love and from Osho and from Papaji, who's my teacher and, and from Gurumai, also my teacher. And, and so it's a, it's a beautiful place where I'm nourished my body is nourished with all the beautiful body work and my soul is nourished by being surrounded by such conscious, beautiful people. And even in Wales, where I live now, we have an eco home and, and Australia is so ecologically conscious. Mm. And I love that aspect of it as part of my background prior to the journey. And so in every way, I feel fed I feel that Australia feeds me and I feel that when I go there is, it's not just about service. It's about us all as one opening into the love together and healing together and bringing wholeness. And so, yeah, I, I could go on rhapsodically. I know. I <laughs> and I just I can't wait to you come back to Australia. And I, I highly recommend for all our viewers to check out Brandon Bay's uh, amazing experience. I can't put into words. It's just I'm still, every time I speak to you, in awe with your story, doesn't matter how many times I hear it, I'm just besotted by uh, what you've been through and how you came through it and what you share in your knowledge and your wisdom. You're just wonderful. Absolutely. Oh. Well, thank you. And thank you for putting this whole summit together because one of the things that's very important in this day and age is that all of us have a path to freedom, have a path to wholeness. And it's very important for people to listen to this summit so that they can draw something from each of the people who are speaking mm-hmm. and feel that they are doing what feels right for them, following their own truth. What on a gut level feels authentic to them? And so it is such a generous offering that you're doing this podcast that is a summit really bringing together all of the people who are right now at the cutting edge of what is happening in this field of cellular healing, of self-development. And I, I just thank you with all my heart for the generosity, for the time you're spending, and for the caliber of people that you're bringing together. 
you know, Bruce Lipton would corroborate what I would say. Martini, same thing. I would corroborate what they would say. We all are saying the same thing from a different perspective, bringing our own uh, methods, which we have found work for us. And so I feel like this is a gift beyond compare. And I thank you with all my heart, Catherine. Oh, thank you so much, Brandon. I think for me, my drive, it's, it's, I think that we've been talking about it for such a long time. It's time for action. That's hence the the summit. It's time to move. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And thank you and a heartfelt namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much, darling. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please click on share show with your friends to help make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to get involved is to click on follow show or leave a review on iTunes so that we can give you a shout out on the show. If you have been a long time listener of the show, you know we are big on delivering content that is valuable for you. Content that will address your pain points. So if you have any questions or ideas for a podcast show, please reach out and we will create the content to meet your needs. Yes, you heard right. If you have topics, themes or special guests that you want to hear from, please send us a note to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will create a show especially for you. Wherever you are in the world, sending you love, blessings and peace. Namaste.